We know you need more hockey news, and that's why Locked on NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in hockey leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today wherever you get podcasts. We haven't played a game yet, but the word is already out that we've got some crazy passionate fans and uh, we can't wait to start playing hockey in front of them you are locked on kraken your daily podcast on the seattle kraken part of the locked on podcast network your team every day we are the seattle kraken hey hey what do you say seattle kraken fans and soon you won't hear me just saying that but you'll also be hearing john forsland say that on the broadcast when we get to our first home game, which is away against the Las Vegas, almost said Aces, but they're called the Golden Knights. The Aces are, of course, the WNBA team, but we're here to talk about the Seattle Kraken and the National Hockey League. Things obviously have slowed down in free agency, but we'll still give you an update there. But today is a squad cast episode. So Danielle and Rachel from Locked on Flyers are going to talk a little bit about Dave Haxtell. I have talked about this before. Philly fans, not big Dave Haxtell fans. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about who the Seattle Kraken selected from the expansion draft from the Philadelphia Flyers, and if we feel and uh, how we feel about Carson Truwinski. I always have trouble saying that guy's name. I apologize. I gotta be better at it. But it was interesting to hear Danielle and Rachel talk a little bit about Carson, as well as what they're kind of expecting from the Philadelphia Flyers. So. I'm excited for a squad cast. I hope you're excited for a squad cast because we definitely have a lot of other teams that we have to squad cast it up with. And this is a great thing that we can do in the off season. So without further ado, let's head over to the squad cast locked on flyers meets locked on Kraken. We are here for another episode of Locked on Kraken, another squad cast, this time with Rachel and Danielle of Locked on Flyers. Now, I've been on Locked on Flyers before, but we were talking about basketball, I was reminded. Um, but today we are going to be uh, doing that hockey, as uh, as the good folks say, especially those melanated folks. That's my vibe. But uh, anyway, let's start with you, Danielle. How are you doing? How's the summer treating you? I cannot complain, uh, especially about the Flyers. Uh, they're making moves. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having us on. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I, I from the group chat, I feel like not everyone is enjoying the moves of the offseason. So I'm glad that you're, you're feeling good about it. How about you, Rachel? Yeah, it's very strange because Chuck Fletcher had made a very clear offseason plan and he's doing those things. You know, we may not agree on everything in terms of how he's going about doing those things but he's certainly checking everything he said he wanted to do off the list so far and it's it's weird and somewhat enjoyable (laughs) well you know you got to appreciate the (laughs) follow-through um and you know i think that's more or less how i feel about ron francis and 
the Seattle Kraken. Although I want to start here because if there's been one little blip <laughs> uh, throughout the history of the Seattle Kraken, for many people, that may have been the announcement of the first ever head coach which of course is Dave Haxtell. Um, so I thought that you two maybe might kind of sort of have some thoughts about this. So Rachel, why don't we start with you? Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about Dave Haxtell for Seattle first? Yeah, the two of us completely flipped out when we heard it because <laughs> we, we just could not believe out of all of the guys that were available and had been talked about being interviewed by the team, Dave Haxtell was the guy that they went with. And maybe it's a goatee. Dave Haxtell is a different guy than non-goatee Haxtell <laughs> because uh, from what we experienced with him, you know, he certainly was not entirely successful with the Flyers despite having a winning record overall with the team in the regular season. Uh, he was four and eight in the playoffs for the Flyers and just the way things collapsed at the end was just so atrocious. And then, you know, he moved on to Toronto and was supposed to be running their defensive play, which was not looking great the last couple of years. So it is a head scratcher for sure. Mm, interesting. Danielle, I definitely want to have you chime in here. Uh, is it is it the goatee or uh, what else could it be? <laughs> we'll have to see. I mean, I think one one thing about being a hockey fan and, and covering a team, you're always hoping for the best, not the worst. So, you know, here's to hoping that goatee Hackstall is a lot better than he was in Philadelphia. But I mean, I have to echo Rachel here. It was, it was a bit disappointing for me just because, you know, we've had so much time to see the members and, and the organization and grow for, for Seattle and, for all the smart people that they have for them to pick a guy like Dave Haxall was just surprising and uh, disappointing. Like I said, I, I can't remember a time when I thought that Dave Haxall was really aiming to win uh, when he was with the flyers and, and, you know, obviously some of his time there was sp uh, spent building up the roster and, and the, the team's, he was able to put on the ice weren't the best and he had a lot of young kids. So, so maybe, you know, that definitely played a role, but I got to say just his style of play just wasn't something that was enjoyable to watch. And it was kind of upsetting to see some of the players you love have to be forced to, to play a style that just doesn't suit them and doesn't suit winning. Hmm. You know, that's interesting. So I, I definitely would love to get into that a little bit more because um you, you talked about the Flyers being a young team when Dave was with them, a team that, you know, was looking to build up some pieces. And he alluded to that in his press conference. Um, but also, I get the sense that the Seattle Kraken selected Dave because of his ability to develop players. So is there, like, there seems to be, uh, you know, something that, is Ron Francis missing something here? Like, is it, you know, is it the goatee? Has he had more time with Toronto to, to kind of get this together? Because um, as we'll talk about a little bit later, the, the Seattle Kraken are trading some of their expansion draft picks for 
uh, picks in the entry draft coming up in the next two years. Even from Philadelphia, we'll get into that. They pick a young guy. So this is going to be a young roster. Uh, so if, if that was the, the issue in, in Philadelphia, what has changed, if anything? You know, I'm wondering if Ron Francis is relying on Dave Haxtell's reputation as a college coach for North Dakota here, because obviously that's a situation where your entire job is developing young talent. And he was there for, I don't know, but it was, it was a lot of years. And so that experience does mean something in the college ranks. But when you move over into the pros, it's a different kind of mindset in terms of developing young talent because the talent is working toward that first contract beyond their ELC. And there's a little bit more of an individualistic aspect that takes place. And you have to be able to put a system in place that is going to be to the benefit of these young guys. And he just couldn't keep lines consistent, defensive pairings consistent. He would sit guys for seemingly minor infractions. And I, it feels like he had sort of a college style disciplinary system going in a pro game. And that just didn't align. Yeah, I, um, I don't think that's gonna necessarily fly. You know, I, I say on the podcast a lot that I have the benefit of not having, you know, the residue of NHL culture kind of, you know, in my space, funking up my uh, approach to the Seattle Kraken for this podcast. And in this situation, I have to kind of give Dave the benefit of the doubt here because I didn't experience that. I'm definitely an eye test person. I didn't experience that. Um, obviously, he has experience with hockey Canada. So again, this development thing being with North Dakota over the last few years. Now I did ask Dave because I was very curious given his history and how strongly a lot of people reacted, what he was going to do as far as his assistant coaches. So you've got Paul McFarlane and Jay Leach that were announced um, that are going to be on his staff. Uh, you know, do we think that with their experience between the NHL and in, in the AHL that they can maybe tap into some of that stuff as far as the business and, and what it takes to be a professional at the NHL level. And Danielle, we'll go to you first. I don't know. Is that, is that a, something that you can potentially get from the rest of the coaching staff? Well, I, I definitely think so. And, you know, Hackstall coming into Seattle is not the same Hackstall that left Philadelphia nor uh, the same Hackstall that came into Philadelphia. So he does have more experience about what it takes to be successful in the NHL. Uh, you know, so I don't want to, I feel bad coming on here and like unloading all of my Flyers trauma on on Seattle because that's not what I want to do. It's just hard because, you know, Hackstall's time in Philadelphia was what wasn't a, a great time uh, to, to follow the team and to be a fan. And, you know, so there are some, some wounds still there of how he treated some of the kids and how that might've affected their development and just some petty things that I still hold on to AKA scratching Oscar Limblom in the last game of the season, but you know, I'm not going to go into too much of that <laughs> to answer your question. I, I do think that, you know, with the help of just like the years he spent in the NHL as an assistant coach for the Leafs and with his new assistant coaches here, 
he definitely can have a new and updated, refreshed NHL philosophy to, to implement on a team that is young, that is aiming to, to be somewhat successful, uh, you know, in their division. So I, I do think that it is possible. I guess, you know, my biggest thing is it just remains to be seen. Like we just have to wait and see how he's able to, to help this team gel together and, and to create a system that makes them successful. And we're squad casting it up, but did you know that the best and fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action is betonline.ag? You should know that if you listen to the show. Baseball season is in full swing. We've got other sports coming up again in the fall, and you're going to want to know everything that there is to know, and betonline.ag is the place to be so before the next pitch head over to bet online you can use your laptop your mobile device whatever you got check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information head to the website now and if you use the promo code locked on you will receive 50 percent of 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit again use promo code locked on for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts We are going to get back into the squad cast very, very shortly, but uh, I did want to make note of two things here since you probably noticed that I recorded this uh, a little while ago. And we got some news on the Seattle Kraken coaching side of things. They are bringing on Andrew Allen and Dan Blisma. I hope that's how you say it. Um, so Andrew Allen is going to be the goaltending coach for the Seattle Kraken, and Dan is an assistant coach for the AHL team, the Charlotte Checkers. Now, if you are a longtime listener to the Locked on Kraken podcast, which is going on one month strong, let's go, you know that when we announced the news of the AHL partnership with the Carolina Checkers, since Palm Springs is not available to the Seattle Kraken right now, uh, that they were going to push to have a coach. And so they are going to have Dan as the assistant coach in that. So that's one thing that I wanted to mention. Just yesterday, Andrew Allen was named to Dave Haxtell's coaching staff. Um, Second thing, actually, I guess now I should say I have three things. Second thing is, as I mentioned last week, whenever we get Seattle Kraken news, we get a Seattle Kraken countdown. And so as of today, we are 62 days away from the Seattle Kraken playing their first ever hockey game against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I mentioned that game at the top of this episode. It's coming up fast. It's coming up furious. Let me know, folks. Have you secured tickets to... Your first Seattle Kraken game. Are you going preseason? Are you going regular season? Are you going out of market on the road? Are you hitting up the home game? Let me know. And then finally, want to give some stick taps over to the Locked on Mariners podcast, which has two new hosts. We are welcoming Ty Dane Gonzalez and Colby Patnode to the Locked on family. I'm just entering my second full year 
with the Locked On Women's Basketball Show, obviously now adding Locked On Kraken. But um, shout out to Ty, shout out to Colby. They gave Locked On Kraken a shout out, a shout out, excuse me, for their first episode taking over the show on Monday. And they actually recapped the Seattle Mariners game and the series that I was at. I went to Saturday's game. The Mariners lost the lead in that one. but uh, So definitely check the guys out. We will definitely be squad casting it up. But speaking of squad casts, let's get back to Danielle and Rachel from Locked on Flyers who joined me to talk about Dave Haxtell and a few other things regarding any Seattle Kraken-Philadelphia Flyers crossover. I think what's also interesting, uh, Rachel, is that um, he's going to have a lot of young players, Dave Haxtell, the the Seattle Kraken, obviously, um, as part of uh, not just the entry draft, but also the expansion draft, has have a decent amount of players that maybe have a few years in NHL, or as I sometimes say on Lockdown Women's Basketball, don't have maybe necessarily NHL minutes. You know, they don't have those starts. They don't have uh, of that under their belt. But when it comes to the pick in the expansion draft for Philadelphia, they went with Carson Turinsky to that, that's gonna that's gonna twist my tongue. I'm from New York. We don't do W's very well. Uh, Carson Tarunsky, he's a forward. I think, generally speaking, forward is a place where the Seattle Kraken are probably still gonna make some moves, especially in free agency. I mean, as as we're speaking, uh, you know. Uh, we got Jaden Schwartz that we're hearing is maybe going to Seattle, has had good conversations. But first, let's start with uh, Carson. What do we know about him from uh, your time with uh, him being with Philadelphia? I mean, he's a young guy. So uh, is there is there much to know yet? <laughs> yeah, he's a really interesting case. I think he is definitely one of those borderline guys between the NHL and AHL. And the thing with Carson is that he is a little inconsistent in his play. And we were so excited for him because in 2019 for the 1920 season, he made the roster at the beginning of that season. And you know, it was a little bit surprising, but he had definitely earned it in camp. So he came in and had a really successful training camp and he and another guy, Connor Bonneman kind of came out of nowhere from expectations and made the opening day roster. And uh, we got to know him a little bit better because NHL network has that behind the glass series they do. And they had followed the flyers that year because of the overseas game that they played in Prague against the Blackhawks. And so we got to know him personally. He's a real hard worker, really dedicated. Uh, They even showed a really cool clip of his family surprising him when he found out that he was making the roster. It was, it was very delightful, but so you're getting a really good kid in, in Carson, but he just like could not make it stick for some reason. Now, is it partially because of the inconsistency with how the young kids were being played? I don't know, but it was like the first year of Ali Vigneault being coach of the team. And so there was a lot of hype for it and he just didn't 
fit in in whatever Vinya was trying to do. And so he got sent down to Lehigh Valley later that season and had about uh, 15, 12, 15 points or something down there as well. And so I think that kind of knocked his confidence a bit. And I think that he has the capability to recover and maybe give himself a shot, especially given what the roster is looking like now for Seattle, that there are so many young guys that he has a chance to actually make this team. And I think that in that environment where everybody is new on that roster, that he does have a good shot. Yeah, Rachel, what I hear you saying is that uh, he seems to be a good fit as far as what the Seattle Kraken have been alluding to as the kind of culture that they want. I talked about it on, on a podcast recently, you know, it's, it's kind of that uh, pretty, pretty stereotypical, you know, we want good guys, guys who put their head down, play the game the right way type of thing. Um, Danielle though, again, I think this roster, at least as of, as it's constructed right now is a little bit um, lacking in, in um, goal scoring capability. So do you think that Carson has the ability maybe to grow in that way and and maybe um, be someone that can be a little more dynamic offensively in particular? That's a really good question. I think I, I don't see him being that like dynamic goal scorer. Uh, just because of, you know, I guess, you know, the time that we've seen him in Philadelphia, he, he really plays that role of a bottom sixer and he's going to be, you know, play well defensively and chip in seldomly on offense that that's where my mindset is, but that also could just be because that was the role he kind of was pigeonholed in, in Philadelphia, um, I think Carson, he works extremely hard, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he's given a chance maybe with um, some some other depth players like a Mason Appleton or a Brandon Tanev, depending on where they are in the lineup. And he he creates a lot of chemistry with them and, and is able to score a couple of goals. Um, but I, I don't know if I would necessarily think that he could become someone who is a reliable 25 goals a season. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll put this to both of you. We'll start with you, Danielle, but do you think he stays? Does he stay with Seattle then? Or um, given some of the moves that we're hearing and anticipating and, and also just given the vision of, of Ron Francis, uh, you know, do you think Carson can find a way on this roster and, and, and can he stick with Seattle? We're talking my favorite family-owned business that has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. It's rockauto.com. What we love about this is that there is no way with all of the different makes and models that your brick and mortar auto parts store can carry everything that you need. And you don't have to worry about that anymore because you have rockauto.com. They have prices that are reliably low for every customer. You can find brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. And all you got to do is head over on your mobile device, on your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, whatever. You go to the website today and you can find the solution to your auto part needs. So what we want you to do is head over to rockauto.com today and uh, find everything that you need for your vehicle. And when you get the chance, type 
locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com hey we're talking about built bar it's the thing that sustains me during these long days when i'm popping in here popping in there doing a podcast doing an interview writing a story all of these things but i always have a little bit of built bar on hand and my personal favorite flavor is the double chocolate but don't worry all of the built bars are dipped in chocolate which is my personal favorite element and aspect but don't worry these are healthy taste the healthy protein bars that actually taste good we're talking four to five grams of net carbs four to five grams of sugar calories ranging from about 130 to 180 calories per bar and the protein 17 to 18 grams of protein per built bar they're great if you're thinking about the health conscious if you're thinking about folks doing keto if you're thinking about folks like me that just have to snack all day long built bar is the way to go and it is the official protein bar as you should probably know of the u.s track and field team and although the olympics are over we've got the prefontaine classic coming up in oregon so yeah built bar still a sponsor still a sponsor of us still a sponsor of u.s track and field go to built bar dot Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order at built.com. That's again promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. You know, I, I hope he does. I think that Carson is a guy that just needs to be given opportunity. So I could see him staying with Seattle just because I don't know if you know, adding him in addition to whatever type of move could entice other teams. Um, it was a surprise when Seattle picked him for sure. Um, and, and because of that, I think that Ron Francis is going to stick with him just to see and give him a shot to see what type of player he can blossom into. My biggest concern is that, you know, how, how likely is he able to, you know, dig a dig a role for himself in the lineup and and keep that throughout the season because there are you know a lot of guys like you said that aren't um big name scorers so that bottom six might be a little congested and I you know that's where I see Carson fitting in so I do think that he could stay with I think I do think that he should stay with Seattle and he will but I don't know how likely he'll be able to to stay for a full uh, 82 game season Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about you, Rachel? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm kind of aligned with Danielle. I think that it is possible for him to make that bottom six and contribute as more of a, a two-way player, defensive-minded forward, if that fits the line combinations that they're looking at. And then, you know, a really good, solid guy to have in the press box to sub in when you need him. <laughs> there you go. Well, we'll see. I think it's it's a little bit more tangible, at least for me, um, now that there are actual names associated with the roster, um, getting a sense for because of who was available versus who was picked. Again, what that Seattle culture, what Ron Francis is really trying to build. But uh, I think also, 
I get the sense that, you know, I talked about this on a podcast uh, recently. I get the sense that Ron Francis is really looking for that sweet spot of like, you know, a three-year really get the team where, where he wants it to be. And so whether that's a player like Carson or even quite honestly, a coach like Dave Haxtell, I get the sense that Ron is going to set the expectation and he's going to be pretty stringent when it comes to meeting that expectation. And there'll be a learning curve for everyone for sure. But once you tip over to the other side, you, you really got to deliver. And I, I get the sense that they're not going out the gate trying to be a Las Vegas. Uh, but when they do get to the playoffs, the Seattle Kraken want to stay there. That, that's that's the vibe that I'm getting, at least uh, from what, what my my good man, Ronnie Francis, is uh, is putting down out here in Seattle. But uh, uh, before we end this squad cast, I would love to just get your thoughts on overall uh, what you're hearing from the Philly side of things and, and maybe just uh, personally about there being an additional team in the National Hockey League. You know, I'm really excited. I I think that people are excited in Philly and, you know, with Seattle, it's we've been waiting for, for this team for so long. So, like, finally they're here. And, um you know, I know that a lot of people have, have had their concerns or their opinions on the roster, but I do think that even just like taking the defense out of it, which I think is very good, the forwards that uh, this, the Kraken have gotten are, are pretty good. Like I like Yanni Gord, Jared McCann, Mason Appleton. Um, these are some really good forwards and, you know, I'm rooting for Carson. So he'll always have like a, a couple, well, a lot of fans rooting for him when they play Philadelphia. <laughs> so I think everyone's exciting and or everyone's excited and, you know, can't wait to get to Seattle when it's safe to do so. So I think it's nothing but positivity. Yeah, I feel the same. I think there have been so many things that that team has done just from a, you know, marketing perspective too, that makes it so, you know, whoever is skating for them, you just want to love them anyway, just starting from the name of the team down to some of their environmental initiatives and their efforts in diversity and inclusion. And I just think there's so much to root for with this team and it'll be a lot of fun seeing how this plays out. Yeah, stick taps to that, Rachel. And uh, if nothing else, here's hoping that that part sticks because ooh, the week that we're recording this, um, we certainly have gotten some news. <laughs> oh, goodness. Ugh. But um, yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Again, see, that's when coming from the women's hockey space, at least uh, I should say a few years back when I didn't know any better, uh, felt a little great. But, you know, hockey, hockey's got some things. It's got to work on, um, but you know what? We're all here, and as far as I know, not going anywhere. So it's just going to have to get better now that we're all here. <laughs> well, again, Rachel and Danielle from Locked on Flyers, thank you so much for joining me here on Locked on Kraken. I'm going to make sure that all of our Seattle Kraken faithful know exactly where they can find your podcast. But if you wouldn't mind, we'll go around the horn, start with you, Danielle. Where uh, can the fans follow some of your work? 
Uh, you can always get our episodes on uh, Locked on Flyers on Twitter. Um, and then you can reach me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. And that's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E underscore N-I-C-C. And Rachel, you're up. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Excellent. Well, again, Rachel and Danielle, thank you so much. And hey, anytime you're up for a squad cast, just let me know. We are the new kids on the block. Uh, finally have some, uh, you know, playmates for Luke. Uh, but other than that, it's it's all vibes, all good vibes, no wins, no losses. So uh, we're, we're just having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I am excited to see who scores the first goal for the Kraken. That's always a good Ooh, moment. We might have to, once we get closer closer to uh puck drop we might have to see Make if we bets. can round up yeah round up some folks i am terrible i am quite literally not a betting woman it's just i like to be right and i don't like <laughs> to lose money so those two things don't usually go well for me you know i think it's also i overthink it you know what i'm saying i maybe just need to uh tap into as i like to say my auntie vibes Maybe if I did that a little bit more, you know, and just said, um, as I heard it asked in a scrum, you know, just like, fuck it and uh, just stop thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what I have to do. (laughs) (laughs) The people who are able to do that, I have to give them credit because my brain will not shut off. Never. It never does. I don't know. That's anyway. Yeah, but we'll have to see what, uh, I haven't checked actually. I know we were dead last again, having one player probably not going to be high on the odds to win the 2022 Stanley cup, but I have to check out the, uh, locked on bets ads, uh, see, see how they're liking the new squad. But anyway, that's all for now with this squad cast, but definitely would love to have you back. So Rachel, Danielle, thanks again. Of course. Anytime. Thanks for having us. As always, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. We have more stuff planned for you. I also have some updates on YouTube coming real soon. The whole Locked on podcast network is integrating over to YouTube. And Locked on Kraken is one of those shows that will very shortly be up on YouTube. The first few videos that you'll see... When you go follow Locked On Kraken, they will be some of the Locked On, we call them Locked On Nows. But anytime there's been big news, so when Dave Haxtell was hired, or um, some of the trades, or when I was reporting live from the expansion draft, I'm going to put those videos up so you'll start to see those going up if you go check out Locked On Kraken right now over on YouTube. But eventually, I will have a video format of this very show that you're listening to over on YouTube. So if you you prefer to watch and listen on YouTube, you can do that, but you can always still listen to every single aspect of the episode right here, wherever you're listening. So stay locked on Kraken. We're only adding to the repertoire. We're not taking anything away. I think it's going to be really exciting. Another thing that a YouTube page will allow me to do is maybe when I go long with a special guest, I can put the whole thing up there and you can watch at your leisure and then listen to the edited, pared down version 
on the daily podcast. So I'm really excited. I also have some BTS behind the scenes footage from the expansion draft that I'm going to be getting ready. So it's going to be a soft launch, so to speak, but Locked on Kraken on YouTube is a thing. It's coming. I've got some videos that are programmed and uh, scheduled to go live in the next handful of days. And there's going to be more to follow. And then once we get to the fall, as soon as I'm back in Seattle and we are at training camp and preseason, then I will start integrating video in more regularly. So by the time we drop the puck for the first game against the Golden Knights... We should be up and running total on YouTube. So exciting things happening here at Locked On Kraken. Exciting things happening across the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm just staying happy. I'm staying positive that this is what I get to do. And uh, hey, who knows where we can go together. But the only way to find out is to stay locked on Kraken. So until Friday... Because, again, we're on the off-season right now. Until Friday, this is your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, signing out. Have a great day, everyone. Betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.